Thank you for listening to Spanglish with Dale. Today, you are listening to Richie and me, Robbie, from the Lincoln Park campus. Today, we have a very special guest, Michael Contreras Aceves. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in for our fourth and final episode of the quarter. This broadcast is brought to you by Dale, the DePaul Alliance for Latinx Empowerment. Dale empowers Latinx students at DePaul through social, political, academic, and professional awareness of its members while empowering them to be leaders in their communities. We are Latinx-based, but not Latinx-exclusive. Questions and suggestions can go to President Robbie Merkel's email at thepaul.dali at gmail.com. Thanks, Richie. For our new listeners, I would like to briefly explain what Latinx means. The term Latinx is the upgraded version of Latino when it is used to talk about the community as a whole. Using the word Latinx is more inclusive to non-binary folk, and we use it to move away from the male-centric uh, usage of Spanish. Don't go anywhere, we'll be right back. Alright, welcome back. So for our last general body meeting of the year, we had a senior send-off to members of DALE who have made large contributions to its success and to its growth. And all the people that were graduating, all the members that were graduating were past leaders of the organization. To start off, we're just gonna give a shout out to the seniors that we recognized. The first one, Marina Corona. Uh, the second one, Alondra Gonzalez, Maddie Cruz, Paulina Marquez, and our current guest today, the president during the 2018 and 2019 academic year, Michael Contreras Aceves. Welcome to the podcast, Michael. Thank you for having me. So during this general body meeting, I really delivered personal messages to everyone that was graduating because everyone that is graduating this year has made a really big impact on my, in my life and my current involvement. Um, in Dale. And I just wanted to personally say how thankful I am that I got to meet you um, freshman year when I got elected as VP and I got to serve um, out my term with you. You really helped kind of like push me out of my comfort zone and you kind of like taught me to like be more confident in my decisions and you really taught me what it's like to work with a team and at first, I remember, I don't know if you remember after like they announced who won eboard, but I remember going up after uh, going up to you in the end and kind of like shaking your hand. And I was like, I really look forward to uh, working with you. And I was really nervous because, you know, you were, I guess, I mean, like you were an upperclassman too, and I was just a freshman. But, um, you know, just thinking on that and reflecting on like how much, how like how close we've gotten um during our term and how close we are now and like to be elected into the position that you held last year um it's it's pretty awesome to you know to reflect on that but um did you want to say anything like what because everyone uh at the end you know when i gave them their stole um in the little mexico uh what was it? It was a patch that you could iron on to the Serapistol. Um, did you want to kind of like give a little 
speech, say what, you know, Dale has meant to you and like what you've really gained from the organization as a whole? So, yeah, uh, likewise, Robbie, I appreciated working with you and everybody else. I do remember that first day um, when we got elected, you came up to me. You look really nervous. I won't lie with you. Uh, but I thought it made me feel comfortable knowing that um, you were open because I didn't really know you at the time. Well, I didn't know you, but I didn't know you that much, mm -hmm. that well. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm glad to hear that you say, you know, you really started to grow because of being on eboard because I really because we had a lot of we had a couple freshmen on the eboard and you guys all seemed like really shy at first. So I was really hoping that by the way we were working that you guys would be able to be more confident in what you guys did um, and you know take charge of different aspects it just, it just wasn't upperclassmen running stuff that everyone had equal opportunity to do different things mm -hmm. um, in terms of my overall experience as being in Dali um, that's where I met a lot of people that's where I met my girlfriend that's where a lot of my friends who I first met at the pub but I hadn't seen them since freshman year um, I saw them like Ray Paulina Paulina, the reason I even came to Dallas in the first place, because I found out she was the president. Um, honestly, it's that, just having people on campus that you can go up to, talk to, hang out, makes all the most difference. Because before then, I really wanted to transfer somewhere else, because I just, you know, didn't feel like I had a place here. That's what I hear, especially um, Marina. I was talking to her after um, we had the senior send-off, and she said, you know, when she was really struggling at DePaul and when she felt like transferring at points, it was Dale that really kept that sense of family and really motivated her to like continue her education here. And I think that's important. And I think, you know, something that like we're like really committed to is to just like making sure that like we have these spaces for um, members in our community to feel welcome, to feel loved, that they have, you know, a family. Um, you know, I'm just really happy of, like, what we accomplished under our term. I know recently at the Latinx graduation ceremony, you got to receive um, an award on Dale's behalf for outstanding leadership and service to the DePaul community. I thought, I was so proud of us. I, you know, I know we worked really hard to receive that recognition with the, you know, week-long celebration of Dia de los Muertos, with the other, like, several, like, events that we put on during our term, um, the alumni panel, the Latinx, you know, picnic, and, you know, I, I was just really proud, and, you know, like, that's, something that I think you should be really proud of too because like that's a legacy that like you're leaving behind because like you know without your leadership we probably wouldn't have received that award or recognition like that so yeah I just wanted to thank you for that so we're going to move on to our current cultural topics and we'll be right back All right, welcome back. So this segment today, um, in honor of Michael coming to co-host with Richie and I, we're gonna call this segment, Te con Michael. 
Um, so the first topic we have uh, is going to be introduced by Richie. Okay, so for anyone who doesn't know right now, the Women's World Cup has started. Um, the first match played by the U.S. women's team was against Thailand, and it went pretty bad for Thailand, losing 13-0. to um, There's been a, some controversy of, hey, um, United States, why are you going so hard against Thailand? I personally think that it's fine for a team to win 13-0, especially in the World Cup, because that's when your competitive is supposed to be on edge. Um, but I am in the, in the thinking of, hey, if you're up by five, you can start benching your star players, letting your second string come in. Uh, Robbie, what do you got to say about this? I mean, y'all are going to get a perspective from someone who doesn't watch sports. So when Richie brought up this topic to me, I was kind of like, okay, you know, if a team wins, a team wins. But, you know, knowing soccer and knowing how rare it is to kind of earn more than five goals in a competitive game and to kind of like see that the Thailand team was kind of slaughtered by the U.S. team I was like okay you know maybe they could have subbed in you know one of their players that hasn't gotten that much time but when you're keeping your star player in that's scoring several goals <laughs> that's kind of wild to me but honestly I mean Sports is sports. I mean, Team USA, right? So, yeah, I mean, it's all love. I mean, you know, we're always going to let Kobe shoot for 60 points if he's feeling like it. But <laughs> at the same time, you're not winning by 60. Um, <laughs> like, for, like, USA was up by seven goals and they still weren't subbing in. Yeah, there's a lot of controversy. Personally, I think it was pretty excessive. Um, 13 0. Um, <laughs> just a little? <laughs> just a little bit. Um, and I just read a lot of comments that they were still celebrating by like their 13th goal. And I just, you know, Thailand, I read that it's their first time even being in this World Cup. So, you know, you just kind of shatter the hearts, not only of the players, but actually of the followers. Because this is their first time, it's a very special moment. To them, and then they just get there and they just get slaughtered. So we will be moving on to our next topic, which is the fifth annual Puerto Rican Day Parade that just happened in New York. There will be uh, one this weekend in Humble Park. And, you know, the parade in New York had a special appearance by a prominent Puerto Rican figure, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, representative for the Bronx and Queens. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. You know, I respect her being there and I respect her representing the community, especially as a leader uh, within our community. And the next topic I really wanted to touch on, um, I think, you know, as the Democratic primaries start kind of closing in, uh, Spanglish Rodales should start kind of like covering on what the candidates are talking about. So the first Democratic debates are going to be held in July, I believe, and they're going to be held in Miami. Um, there is also going to be uh, a Latino moderator, Jose Diaz Balart. He is an anchor on Noticiero del Mundo. Richie, are you keeping up with the 2020 Democratic primary? You know, I'm, I'm rooting for a small town guy 
Uh, me personally, um, I'm Julian Castro guy. Right. I mean, for those of you who don't know, Julian Castro was the mayor for San Antonio in Texas. And he was also the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development under the Obama administration uh, from 2014 until Obama finished his term. And he has introduced some really great policies in regards to education in pre-K and also to uh, also for criminal justice reform and for student debt uh, relief as well. I myself, for those listening, I am leaning more towards an Elizabeth Warren who has rolled out plan after plan after plan and you know, she has embraced this new slogan, I have a plan for that. And she is one of the Democratic candidates that have really stood out to me in terms of what she has planned and what she's going to do to get those plans in, uh, implemented. Uh, what about you, Michael? Are you keeping up with elections? I know it can be kind of crazy with finals and with school. Um, what have you heard so far and kind of like what, what are you looking at in a candidate? Honestly, um, I'm not very good at keeping up with all this political stuff. I have been trying to since Trump has gotten elected because for obvious reasons as a Latino. Um, I guess just from, I'm still carrying the feel the burn, <laughs> but right. I haven't really researched too much of these newer candidates like Elizabeth Warren, who does seem really cool to me just because um, she's one of those people that have been opposing certain things that I'm also against. Awesome. So thank you for tuning in for our last episode of the Spring Quarter. This is Robbie. This is Richie Valens. And this is Michael. Anyways, thanks for tuning in to our last episode. Um, Y'all can keep up with us on social media over the summer at Dale DePaul. That is the social media platform that we mostly keep our members informed on. And have an amazing summer. For those of you still taking finals, Please make sure you're eating, you're getting enough rest. Si se puede! Yes. Si se puede, what you're doing is amazing. Pain is temporary. Um, a degree is forever. Have a great summer. Dale. Dale. Dale.